You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Yes, we will. We will get to that. Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Uh, as you know, we are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. Uh, Crypto Business Conference is happening in October in beautiful San Diego. And actually, a little teaser, uh, our guest uh, today will actually be there uh, speaking. And so we'll get to hang out there uh, together. And for those that are listening or watching this, uh, if you love the interview and you want to get like kind of double for your money, you can come hang out with uh, uh, the two of us there uh, in beautiful uh, San Diego. And before we get into the interview, you know, we are you know buying an NFT every single day for a year uh, on this journey to 365 days, and we've been trying to do a little bit like of a, a throwback each uh, you know each episode, each one of the episodes on you know, different ones that we've minted, different uh, projects. And of course, this one, uh, I want to do a quick throwback, uh, you know, back and it's, you know, it's not too long ago, but uh, it is back on February 26th. It is actually number 107 in our collection of 365. Uh, I believe today will be actually 280 uh, total that we will have in our collection. So back on 107, we minted uh, crypto uh, tech women. Uh, I said, I love the art, the team uh, led by Gigi. And then I said, the purpose is to support and empower women to be in tech and succeed in tech. Uh, we envision a world where extraordinary women are leading the tech industry and the Web3 revolution. I mean, anyone that knows me, that's pretty much uh, right up uh, the alley, kind of take my ETH. You can pretty much have my ETH when it comes to that. Uh, but the beauty of that is I know many of you uh, that are in our community, both watching live on video as well as listening to the podcast, also uh, are holders of uh, that the Crypto Tech Women Project. Uh, and in our Discord, just for those that are, you know, aren't familiar, we actually have ambassadors for a bunch of the projects that we minted and many of you hold. And so you actually don't have to, you know, go everywhere to figure out all the things. We actually pull a lot of their, those projects um, into our Discord, hopefully to make it easier, but also so you can connect with others that are NFT 365 listeners, but are also, you know, hold uh, similar NFTs uh, like the ones uh, that you might hold as well. And so with that being said, you know, I want to jump into this and I'm going to bring in our, our guest into the, into the show. And it is the founder of Crypto Tech Women uh, and definitely a leader here in the Web3 space. Gigi, thanks so much for uh, joining the podcast. Really looking forward to the conversation. Let the audience know a little bit about you and your background and we'll get into these questions. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. And yeah, it's been so crazy. I feel like I know you, but this is the first time we've seen each other face to face. Um, and yeah, thank you for everyone who's here. For anyone out there who does not know me, my name is Janina Scarlett. And mainly everyone calls me Gigi to this point. Um, for my background, I'm Latina. I'm from Venezuela. And um, before joining the Web3 space, I was a software engineer in Silicon Valley. So my background is heavy on um, software engineering and management. And in Web2, I was already 
doing kind of a similar thing. I was super in love with just the tech world and Web2 and all of the opportunities that it has. So it kind of migrated over to Web3 once I came in here. So, you know, so tell me a little, so when was that? When, when did you kind of get into uh, the NFT space and what was like, what was, your, what at first attracted you to this space? Yeah. Okay. So I first got into the NFT space. It was last year. I think it was about June. So I had heard of NFTs since I think February and it was a joke within my company. Like, oh, like let's make our company an NFT company. And, but like to that point, I didn't really understand the, the whole broad of things that you could do in Web3 was just like NFTs. And then by June, I had one of my best friends. Um, he started building an NFT project. So basically, I told him about NFTs. I'm like, hey, like, go check that out. Let me know how it is. And then he came back and he's like, hey, I'm going to build a play to earn game. I'm like, what in the world is that? <laughs> so long story short, um, he is not an engineer. So he wanted to kind of like do crypto zombies with me and see if it would take me longer or shorter because he was trying to learn how to build his own game and build like the contract as well. So that was the start. It was just him talking about something called solidity and something called crypto zombies and making it a challenge. Like, let's see who takes longer. And for me, I love competition and I love challenges. So it was a no brainer to do it. And yeah, I think like halfway or maybe a quarter in the way, he was just like, yeah, like this is definitely not for beginners. But by that time, I was kind of like into it. And it also helps that he was that friend who would be like, hey, have you or have you done it today? How far are you? And he would just be kind of like on my back about it, which is great. Uh, and yeah, I think after I finished the course, which I'm telling you every week, he would check in. Where are you at? How's it going? Is it taking you long? Um, then he was like, hey, like you should drop a project now that you know how to write a contract. And to that point, I had been learning how to write a contract, but it wasn't even in my mind to drop a project since I was you know, full time at my previous company, which is a startup. And now it's a founding front and engineer. So it's a lot mm -hmm. of responsibility to have. But that was the start, basically. Well, I love that. And shout out to him for, uh, you know, bringing you in the space and, and all of us kind of benefiting uh, from that. I think we all need that like champion. And you mentioned, you know, you like challenges, you know, a Latina in the software tech space, apparently you like challenges, right? I think you are, uh, I'm sure end up being all, oftentimes not only the only female, but only Latina in a lot of the space. What attracted you to this, like being a software engineer? What, like, what was the attraction to that? And I, I'm asking, slightly selfishly because you know as a dad of three girls uh my two oldest love stem uh they've done 3d printing my oldest is taking a, a coding uh class in school which i just think it's awesome that middle schools actually even have that uh today but i they, they're very familiar with your project they knew uh actually your voice just even from our, our twitter spaces together but talk to me a little bit about like how did you kind of first find uh you know your kind of love for uh software engineering and then how was that you know, for you kind of getting into this space, especially kind of, I'm sure with some of the challenges that, you know, were kind of uh, put in your way. Yeah. So software engineering was actually my first love <laughs> or just coding. Um, it started when I was 16. I was just browsing the internet and 
I got an ad for Co-Academy. I think it was just when they were starting. And it was like, you want to build a website or something? And I was like, ooh, like, what is this? And then, yeah, I just started on Co-Academy. They had a... So this is funny. I have a thing with zombies, apparently, because... When I first took my ever like first class in coding, which was with Codecademy, um, it was a zombie game. So you were basically learning JavaScript in an interactive way while playing with zombies, which shout out to Solidity as well. Um, and I don't know, it was just so awesome to be able to, with just a few commands and pressing a few keys, you're building something. And I think for me, just the thought of being able to build and create it just inspires me so much. So that that was how it started. I just got an ad. I played it. It was super fun. And I just continued down the rabbit hole. And I just felt really empowered to be able to build things on my computer that I could also see. So it was just, that was the beginning. So you know, you mentioned Solidity, and I you know I think for those that are listening, you know a lot of people aren't familiar with you know kind of what uh, you know what is the the coding and the components that are unique here um, in the blockchain or on you know in Web three, and also even like the you know the smart contract components and you know depending on the blockchain, some of the things that um, exist there. I'm curious, you know, from, you know, I would say for a lot of our, our guests that, that we've had on, we've had a lot of women founders uh, on our, our show, and I'm very proud about that, um, you know, in our, you know, as far as, you know, interviews. And you're, I believe, the first that has kind of like that software engineering background, which probably doesn't surprise you because I don't know how many other NFT project founders are out there that uh, have that as, as a background. What would you say, like for you, as you got in the space, you mentioned how you started kind of, you didn't, you know, jump in and we're buying and flipping. You didn't jump in and, and we're, you know, all in on a community or like, Hey, I need to be talking on Twitter spaces. You kind of looked at it from a different you know perspective. So I'm curious, like, as you started, you know, that initial coding, as you started thinking about your own project, what were some of like either the projects or people that kind of, kind of opened your mind to what was possible in this space, especially with, you know, your background? Yeah. So one of them I don't remember, but that has to be like the first shout out. So initially it was, I heard about Weird Whales. I think that was the first news I ever heard. Um, and, you know, from Weird Whales, I heard about Seth Ryan and that was like the joke we were making at my company. I'm like, oh, like we should build something like Seth Ryan. Uh, but never mind, like we're an AI company. We wouldn't do that. Um, but that was kind of the first impressions I got. And then later on, I started researching Weird Whales and I read about the story. I think it was a project. I forget the name. It's like a banana project. Helped the kid that built it, which I don't yeah. know his name, um, but he helped them with like the, the code and I knew I could find it somewhere. So it was a lot of research. So initially the first projects I mentioned are all male. So I was kind of just, I, I also, I will say this, I like studying um, human behavior. I like learning. I am an observer. I like people watching. So I was just kind of taking it all in, understanding what people talk about in Web3, what is Discord, why do we need Discord? And yeah, I think like it went from like finding all these male collections and I really like the banana one, which I wish I remember the name because they were the first one to say, hey, if you own our NFT, you get access to the source code to create your own NFT project. And this Ooh. was back in like June. So it was super early when no one was sharing any information on how to build, build things or to my knowledge, token gating to that extent. 
So it was pretty cool. Like that, I think I learned a lot from just that project. And then I started finding new projects. I found World of Women and I found Crypto Chicks before I ever meant it. I was like very early to a lot of projects, but my friend never told me about the wallet. <laughs> he told me about crypto zombies, but the wallet part he definitely missed. So I was just an observer because I didn't know about like, I had some Ethereum. I didn't know how it all worked together. And then, yeah, so I, I heard about the one dimension and then World of Women and Crypto Chicks. Wow, that's so funny. You know, and I laugh because of the, the wallet conversation. Uh, like I, I was very similar where you know someone asked, like, do you have crypto? And I was like, Yeah, I have crypto. And then they like completely skipped over the need for me to have a wallet that could hold NFTs. Like it didn't even didn't even come up in a conversation I, until I remember one day when someone was like, Well, now that you have that crypto, like buy it. And I'm like, Well, I click on this button on the website and there's three options, and I don't know like none of those three say Coinbase, which is what I which is what I had. And they were like, Oh, wait wait, you can't use Coinbase. as and, and I remember I missed the mint. And I think it was probably three months later before I ever even uh, you know, got my own NFT because I was like, ah, I don't want to you know, deal with this wallet and all that, you know, that kind of side of the house. So uh, I love that you shared that kind of that uh, perspective. And shout out, you know, anyone that's listening that knows the uh, that project that was giving kind of that early access to source code, I would love to, uh, you know, figure out what that project is. Because that is, I mean, that was, I mean, way early. I mean, for people that are in the space now where it feels very collaborative, it was not that way last summer. Uh, last summer, was it was not uh, collaborative. And, and I think part of it was because we didn't even know what to share, right, in many cases. Like, I remember, I mean, I had a ton of friends that minted Bored Apes, and I, of course, was mocking them for, you know, buying expensive monkey photos. Uh, and then even when I talked to them about, like, oh, well, what, you know, a couple of them didn't even know what blockchain the the board apes were on like it was like they were they were like no i just like i was in a clubhouse room and someone walked me through setting up this and i ended up getting it but uh and you mentioned crypto chicks of course and we have uh you know both of us uh are fans and friends with that team and, and where they've kind of come uh along on the journey i'm curious you know as you're you started thinking about that first project that you wanted to create which you know we we know of crypto tech women um I believe I you know I think we interacted uh, before crypto tech women um, kind of came to life. What were some of those like kind of like uh, entry points, the things you started doing, uh, like kind of leading up to the actual launch of, of crypto tech women, which happened you know uh, earlier this year? Yeah, um, I think it was just, and I I talk about this a lot with my friends. It's like I don't think I knew exactly what was going to happen. So in Web2, I did mention I was already kind of building my community to bring more women and minorities into tech. And that was my full mission with an Instagram I had. I created a Slack. So it wasn't a Discord, but I had a, this, a Slack community. And I think go, coming into Web3, because my mission was basically to do what I was already doing in Web2, but doing it in Web3 instead of Web2, as I saw more opportunities and a lower barrier of entry in Web3, I said, oh, I'm going to switch my mission and come to Web3, right, and bring people in here. Um, so it was very natural for me. For me, it was mainly building a community, communicating the message, communicating the whys, and finding people that aligned with that. That was it. Like I didn't have like this master plan. And I, I, I sometimes I think about it. And I'm like, I know a lot of people that do and they premeditate every single thing before they even launch a discord. For me, it was mainly like, hey, like I have this mission. I know there's other people out there that are going to either want to join 
or will know someone that will want to join the mission. And it was just communicating kind of that to everyone. Well, you know, and I think one of the important pieces of that is that you already had the mission, right? You had the purpose and the intention of what you hoped to create. Uh, and I do believe I, it was one of the early spaces I remember you mentioning about the uh, the Slack community that you were already kind of building into this space. How did that go over in like the Slack community and those that were already following you? Did 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 it come over as like, oh, it's a natural progression as it you know was for you, or did some of them, you know, how did that push back? I'm guessing there was probably some haters, some they didn't understand NFTs. Um, some that went, you know, probably not willing, but, you know, talk to us a little bit about that transition. Cause I know for a lot of people out there, that's a massive difficult, you know, thing to, to, even if people are into, you know, the software side and pushing the envelope with tech, you know, opening their mind to crypto and NFTs and discord and all these things that we have, how did that transition go for you early on? Yeah. So you're actually going to laugh. The transition that happened is that there was no transition. Um, I kind of just when full into Web3 and for everyone out there who has an Instagram, the, the techie Instagram is called GG underscore codes. So very literal. Ask crypto tech women GG codes. It, it cannot be more literal than that. <laughs> um, and I had a platform. I had a really good platform, very engaged um, members of the community and engaged people at, like completely. But uh, for me, for it to be the most authentic I decided to come into Web3, creating a whole new Twitter, brand new personality, and don't bring in my Web2 following because I wanted to make sure that I was capturing the right target audience before come, going back, which is now the plan. Now it's going back to my audience and saying, hey, guys, this is amazing. This is all that I've learned. This is how you can come here, too. But for me, it seemed to make most sense to look for the ones that wanted to be in here before trying to bring in an audience that, as you know, are very resistant to Web3. Well, I mean, and I, and I think it's such an important lesson for everyone listening here, right? It's it's easy for us to feel like we want to bring in the Web2 community or bring over our Instagram followers. But if we're not prepared to onboard, if we're not prepared to educate, or if we don't know enough ourselves, right? Perfection is not the goal. Master of everything is not the goal. But enough to translate what the hell is going on here, what you need uh, to make happen it's better for us not to bring those people in in that case. Wait till you know we're ready and we can and we can uh, help in that manner. Um, I know I've, I told you this on Twitter Space the other the other day on Sunday, but uh, you know uh, Delphi Cat Allison on our team who now runs a lot of my you know personal world. Um, she credits you for being the one, the only reason that she kind of jumped in uh, to this space. She you know discovered you and your mission and was kind of. Uh, and you're kind of attracted to what this space uh, has to offer. And, and so I, I owe you a bit of thanks for that because, you know, she then ended up discovering the podcast and uh, has become, you know, not only an active member on the community, but now, you know, on our team, uh, you know, you know, every day. And so it's, it's kind of beautiful how that kind of all uh, works together. You know, you mentioned about like, you know, you didn't have a lot of those things figured out, but you knew what your mission was. What did your team look like? Or like, how did you find the, like the art? Talk a little bit about like, because there are a lot of people I believe that are listening that are like, oh, I, I love where Gigi was. I love what she created. But there's a big gap between like having that mission, wanting to go all in in Web3 and then actually having a project, having art and building a team. What did that look like kind of before you launched? And then you can, I'd love to hear a little bit about what it looks like today. Yeah, first of all, shout out to Delphi Cat. <laughs> that's so, like you told me that story and I'm like, that's so sweet. And that drives me. That's what motivates me, right? That 
I don't need to build the most high project. I just need to build a high value project that is valuable to me, which is education and fun experiences, but mainly onboarding and education because it's so needed. So shout out to Delphi. And then in terms of the project, yes. So I was kind of figuring things out as it goes. Um, Pros for me is I do know engineering, which also you don't need to be an engineer, right? There's a lot of pages like, um, um, oh my God, I'm, I'm blanking. But even Wix, I think now has, yeah. there's a lot of no code pages that you can use now. So I decided to code because that's just what I know to do. And it's just easier for me. But you don't need to be an engineer to jump into the space. If you are doing a PFP project or any project that has art, you do need art. Um, so I'm definitely not an artist. I am very creative, but not an artist. So how it went about is I already had the image of crypto tech women in my brain. And it was mainly because I do have a photo of myself in front of my computer and I'm just smiling and it's kind of that PFP image. So I kind of had that image and I needed the art. So I do not know any artists. I do know designers. So I try to went that route, but it wasn't, it didn't work out. And honestly, I just hired an agency. I hired an agency. I had a few agencies kind of bet for the process, agencies and artists. Um, I already had a mood board of what I wanted it to look like from the colors to backgrounds. And then the person that got it the closest to my vision, which is this one, um, was the person I hired. And then also for anyone out there, um, at that point, I didn't even know about generative um, process, right? Like, I was like, okay, there's 8,888 pictures. How will this happen? How will this work? And I was very lucky I hired an agency that did have knowledge on how to create PFP projects. So then from there, it was me. And and this could be either the artist or it could be you. For me, I was the person who led the direction for it. So I looked for every single trait that you see in the crypto tech women's. Every single uh, trait was handpicked by me. And then it was brought to life by them. Love that, and, I, and you know, and I love the you know the agency play there, right? And and I also say you know for like that's a commitment to the project, right? There's a lot of people that like, especially in the let's just say the fall and the early part of this year, that you know they launched the NFT project, but they weren't committed. They weren't willing to hire an agency, put their own money and you know kind of uh, time on that line. Uh, and the fact that you did, right, is just another testament to like what you were um, that you were you building um, your team today. Talk a little bit about what your team looks like now and, and kind of how you're operating uh, the project now. It's been what, I guess, seven, uh, six months or so, I guess, Jerry, right around six months since launch. Yeah, it was six months. So basically also just to like give some some clarity up until Mint, I think it was until like two weeks before Mint or like three weeks, four weeks, very close to the Mint. That was when I actually hired a team. <laughs> so I was running by myself from September till January and then but I did hire some mods so I did bring in some mods which is super necessary especially if like the discords are like pre-mint I had some mods and then I hired someone on the team um, who was also helping facilitate just like twitter spaces and help with the mods and now fast forward um, I have a really good team so I'm very happy I have um, finance department super needed I have a legal team I definitely recommend anyone who wants to do an NFT project or anything in Web3 hire a legal team. It's super necessary. Um, I have someone working brand communications, content writing, 
Um, I have Sally, who is head of marketing and has been such an amazing hire. Um, let's see. I just hired a new community manager. Her name's Rigi. So that's going to be awesome. Um, I have an advisor, Dan. I have, a, I have a pretty, like, it's still small. It's still a small team, but it's a good team. Um, I am still looking to hire some more. So I'm currently hiring someone for social media. Um, and we have the educational platform coming out. So we need to fill in some roles that can help us um, grow that platform as well. So I'm curious, you know, like I love that. You know, I love the team. Shout out to your team. I, I love what you guys have been building since day one. Um, you know, this is one of the projects that I talk a lot about, like, you know, you not only, you know, commitment to your space and having kind of your, you know, your, um, you know, vision with, you know, growing the, the, the tech knowledge side of the house, onboarding into web three, empowering. Um, but I remember those, like those days leading up to your mint, right. And the Twitter spaces and, and you sharing your story. And, you know, for those that are, that, that want to, you know, come context in that too, like, there were a lot of people that just came up there celebrating you, right? And and the things that you were sharing and the people that you had helped and and the the, the opportunity that a lot of people felt like um, you kind of welcomed them into the space. And so for me, I remember feeling like, wow, that's a that's a great way to kind of um, bring that project to launch. Um, how did it, how did launch day go for you? Like, how was that initial um, kind of feeling? Was it what you had hoped for? Was it um, more overwhelming, less overwhelming? I'm curious just how that was, you know, as you guys launched. Can I give a shout out to the team before, before I forget? Okay, shout out to Joe, Sally, Nisa, D, um, Rigi, Titi Berger, Nikhil, Luke, and, okay, and B, that's coming on. I think that's it. But And shout out to Dan as well. Okay, sorry, I had to get that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so launch, launch, launch day. So launch day was the day that I was anticipating a lot. It was a very exciting day. Um, because like you said, like we had so many supporters and it was just so fun. And then the day before our launch date, so the night before it was the first day of the Russian war. Uh, so I remember I was going to sleep and I'm over the moon cause everything's going so great. And then I'm on the phone and the person says to me, did you see, um, that Russia just launched a missile? And I was like, no. And I didn't even believe it. So having said that, the night before turned very chaotic. Um, obviously, when this sort of events happen, there's a lot of um, kind of like fear and uncertainty. Um, so navigating through that was very hard as well, trying to make the decisions. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely stressful. And there were things that didn't go, obviously, as, as we wanted to. But what did go as we wanted to is that we had a successful launch and the people that loved the project were able to mint and we were able to sell out. But yeah, there's, I think, and this is very normal. So I do know a lot of other founders and they were like, yeah, before your mint, like things are going to go a little crazy. Like <laughs> it always happens. And I was like, nah, we're good. And then it did. So yeah, I think it's part of the process <laughs> Yeah, you aren't you aren't alone there. That's for sure. Uh, and you know, other you know, we had uh, you know Danielle on from uh, '90s Babes, uh, and we also had Asher on from Lazy Lions, and uh, both of them kind of talked about the chaos around you know um, at, you know events you know in many cases outside of Web three that really impact um, this space. Uh, you know, now that you're you know you're six months in, uh, I know you have a, a recent kind of an announcement that you've 
uh, launch. But talk to me a little bit about you. Know, like that was February, um, and I mean the market from February uh, until now has been it's been rough. It's been rough sailing. And uh, I, you know, from from my point of view, you know, there are projects that you know when you're getting into them, you're into it for the long haul because you believe in their mission. There's others that you're like you're checking the floor price, doing some things like that. And I talk a lot about that here on the podcast. Your project is one of them. I can honestly say, you know, we had it in our collection from N365. I hold a couple uh, myself individually. I, I have not checked the floor price since I've owned it. Like I can, I could tell you that I have not once uh, had the need or desire to even go uh, check the floor price because for me, it's investing in you know the mission, the vision. Um, but but we also know secondary sales and those things help fund a lot of the things um, that you want to you know, want to uh, bring to life. How has that been for you? How has the first six months been? How have you been able to kind of adapt with the changing market, which changes you know our budget, changes even. I mean, it changes the the personality and the, and the feelings of a lot of our our NFT owners. Talk to us a little bit about these last six months. Yeah, so I would say the obviously, like I mentioned, the initial part of it it was very successful, and we had like some good days in the initial days. But as soon as our mint happened, was when we kind of came into the bear market. It was very immediate. Um, so as you said, sentiment and just the people that are around change. But I will say I'm very lucky that the majority of our holders are in it because of the same thing, are in it because of the mission, because of the utility. So it's not only that we say, hey, we support women and we want to onboard, it's that we're actually taking steps every day that bring value to our holders, whether it is through masterclasses um, and the educational platform we're building, live workshops. Um, We have a one-on-one advisory for people that want to launch a project. You have to go through a betting process, but we choose one builder a month and it's completely free, just trying to bring back. So I think we have enough utility where more most people are just in it because they like the utility and what we're doing. I will say, like, as you mentioned, secondary volume is super important. And for us, it's so funny because every time we do like Twitter spaces or we have like live events, that is a boost for us. So I would say... Um, yeah, I think most of our holders are just happy to be in a project that is actually providing them a utility that they can feel, um, whether it is the holders that love the in real life events and the fun or the ones that are in it for the education. Or we do have a lot that are in it because they have daughters and they want to like teach their daughters. And it's just really amazing. Yeah, it's a very you know welcoming community, you know, for for men and those that identify as men and non-binary uh, as well. Uh, you mentioned, you know, in real life events. Um, I happened to, you know, attend a yacht party uh, there in New York that was, uh, that you guys put together. Uh, how did that all come together? Like, you know, for NFT NYC, uh, I mean, a yacht party is pretty ambitious, I, I, uh, I can say. Um, and uh, you had, a, you know, a great DJ, a, a great, you know, kind of energy that was there. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that, you know, IRL event that you guys put together. Yeah, so IRL for us has been super important. We've done some IRL events in LA uh, because I was there. I'm currently in New Jersey and we have a lot of our team there. So we've done some in real life events there, just like dinners and drinks. And then New York City, we also did one in Austin, actually. we I rented like this beautiful house and it was just absolutely beautiful. New York City was another scale. So for New York City, we've heard of all the events that have happened. I did not go last year, but my friend was. So I had all the details of how crazy it gets. 
And yeah, so it was kind of like, I don't know, like brainstorming with the team. Initially, we wanted to do something with a lot of other women projects. So for us, we are truly about collaborating and uplifting others. And I think, you know, you have to be authentic to that. So initially, we did try to make like a big event with a lot of projects. But as you know, the bear market happened. And a lot of people pulled back, like it, it wasn't even a question. Um, but with the projects that I was already in talks with, one of them was Desperate Ape Wives with them. So uh, we did kind of like the um, the boat party together. So initially we were going to do like a laser room and VR room. And then plans changed. We ended up doing a yacht party and it was honestly mainly like from their ideation because for us we wanted to do kind of like the vr party but yeah we just went over with like the yacht party and i actually like Blondish, so i've seen her before and yeah it just kind of like happened naturally but we also did a second event so we know like the yacht party is great for people that love parties but if you're in it to network and get to know each other a yacht party is probably not the best for you um, so we also did a brunch party um, where it was super awesome. We had like 40, I would say like 42 or 48 women that showed wow. up, two guys, um, which is definitely like different than what they were used to, but they loved it. And it was just a lot of networking, getting to know each other. I love that. And I, you know, it, it, I mean, I think, you know, part of this is we're all figuring out, you know, you know, way, way to do the combination of viral events. I love that you've done ones, you know, sporadically along the way as well. You, you mentioned something and we kind of skipped over it. I want to pull back a little bit. You mentioned that like, you know, projects can apply and you're picking like one a month. Um, I, when I, you first uh, shared that, I remember being like, that is a very, I, I like the application component, right? Because you, it's not about everyone is a great fit to work with everyone. It shouldn't just be random. Like people applying with like, what are the things that you know, your team has strong suits on um, and that you can help um, with those other projects. How has that gone with like uh, people applying and, and kind of um, kind of jumping in there? Has it been because I, I think there's a lot of people and the reason I bring this up is I think there's a lot of people that don't feel like they're far enough to apply, but they think they're, they're far enough to like they want to launch a project and they're kind of in that like lost space of like, you know, they want to find uh, their home. And, you know, on our team, we have Leslie that we brought on uh, who is doing a, a builders co-op right now. We're kind of helping um, bring, you know, NFT project builders together, but I would love to just hear your, how has that gone with people applying and, and what are some of the things that you've seen that maybe surprised you or excited you as far as, you know, projects that wanted to you know work with you or, or you have you guys kind of help uh, mentor them along the journey. Yeah, so um, honestly, for this one, I have to give 99% props to Sally. Um, So Sally came up with this idea. And she was like, hey, like, what do you think? Because I I do get so many DMs from um, people from our community that want to collaborate, that want advice. um, And she knows that. So she's like, and I actually do take the time to jump on a call. And she's like, okay, Gigi, like we need to funnel it. So let's funnel it through crypto tech women and make it a a holder's perk. Um, So everyone knows and everyone has like the same opportunity. Um, And then honestly, like she created all of it. Um, She created like the questions and we are basically taking in anyone who is up to three months before Mint or one month after mint. So it could be that you already minted and things did not go the way you wanted to, so you wanna apply. And we kind of ask um, just the basics. Who are you? What's your mission? 
do you have utility? You don't need to have utility. Like that's a right. choice every project makes, but we want to know if you do. Yeah. Um, so do you have utility and what are your pain points? What are you expecting to kind of get out of? We do two calls. So what are you expecting to get? And from there, from those answers, then we know, I, I will always join, but then we know who's the right person kind of to take over the meeting. And then the first one is, tackling the pain points and the issues that they're having and giving suggestions. And then the second one is the check-in that you do those things. How did it go? And yeah. I love that. I love that you brought that together. And you also mentioned, you know, kind of the master classes. I know you've done the, the Sunday Twitter space, uh, but we just recently kind of launching the, uh, the, you know, some additional education. Talk to us about what that looks like. And uh, you know, for those that are, are holders or those that will soon be holders, uh, what they can look forward to. Yeah. So since the start, I always had the idea of let's build an educational platform. And it's something that, you know, we're building in-house. I'm actually building building it myself and I'm coding it completely. Nice. So it's not something that happens in one day. Um, so what we decided to do immediately was starting to do live masterclasses, right? So every month we would do two, um, one to two masterclasses a month, not including the Twitter spaces. So this is totally different, mainly for holders. And now we're finally at the point where we are releasing uh, the educational platform. It's actually coming out today. So if mm-hmm. anyone has the Twitter notifications on, turn it on. And yeah, so how it's going to be different is we are still going to be doing some live workshops because I do believe it's so important to do like things live. Uh, but most of our master classes and workshops, and we're actually launching a boot camp with uh, blockchain uh, language, which you'll find nice. out, um, will all live in the educational platform. So if you're not a holder, you can definitely look at the website and kind of like look through the pages, but to be able to access the bootcamp or be able to um, join a course, anything else, it has to be through your CryptoTech Women NFT. So basically you will log into our website with your CryptoTech Women NFT. And we are actually planning so much content from um, hot wallets, cold wallets, and just a lot of Web3 um, educational content. It's not only for engineers, we will also serve engineers, but it's more of a generalist platform where if you want to come in into marketing, if you want to come in as a learner, if you want to come in as a builder, as a creator, we just want to serve a lot of um, different topics that can be amazing for all of our holders. I love it. I love it. I mean, definitely needed uh, for sure. And uh, get those Twitter notifications on. Um, you know, the you started off by talking about like your you know curiosity, and we we share a love. I think it's one of the greatest sports in the world. It's called people watching. I just love people watching. I just think uh, the human condition is so uh, you know interesting to watch how you know we interact, how people you know share and talk about things. You know, I, I'm curious as we kind of wrap this you know for this episode, you know. You know, as a Latina woman that is in software engineering, that is the founder of a project, you are kind of like a unicorn in multiple uh, scenarios. But I know we have unicorns that are listening to this. We have people that are like, I want to get in, but I don't fit the mold, right? Or I don't have a marketing background or a finance background, or I'm not an artist. For those that are sitting there, you know, thinking that, what is your advice or your thoughts on, you know, those that, that feel like they don't fit the mold of the founder or maybe they're more on the tech side and they can't figure out what their role is in this space? Yeah, I will say, first of all, that's totally normal to feel I'm there with you. 
Um, even though I'm here in the beginning, I would lay in bed at night for hours just thinking, how am I going to do this? <laughs> right. So you're not alone if you feel that way. What helped me was break down my goals. And I totally can tell you this was a vivid memory. I was laying in bed. It was like 1 a.m. And I just had, you know, I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I started breaking it down like, okay, so if I want to sell out 8,000 pieces, how many people do I need to reach at a minimum, right? At a minimum, if everyone buys one, 8,888. If everyone buys two, and I would say just start breaking down the problems. The way that I did it helped me understand what were the skills needed for each problem I was facing. I'm not a marketer, but I had to learn how to be my own marketer, right? So break down what is your goal. And my issue in the beginning is I didn't really know anyone that could help me. And mainly I didn't really reach out to anyone. I was kind of taking it all on my own. I will definitely suggest for anyone out there, break down what's your goal. If it's selling an NFT project, um, break it down. You need marketing, you need community, legal, finance, um, content writing, social media management, and obviously like website building and art. As a beginning, if you're doing a PFP project, So then from there, start thinking, what are the skills that you can learn? A lot of those things you can find like a course online that you can go through. Um, And then for all the other ones that you either can take, you don't want to, you don't have the time, then start looking for other people that can help. And you can do that. I know there's a lot of like this course where people go in and say, hey, I'm looking for this. Anyone wants to partner. Um, But definitely just start looking into the people that you either know or you'll get to know by joining Web3 and building your your relationships, building your friendships, which is super important. And then from there, just start asking, hey, like, I'm, I'm building this and I need this. Do you know anyone? Are you the person? And I would definitely suggest anyone out there, don't do it alone, get a team. And I never knew a team. So when I would hear this, I would always say, where? But yeah. the, the answer is, go find it, go tell people your needs. Because if you communicate, a lot of people will be really receptive and maybe they want to join or they'll know someone that can. Amen. And I mean, I think the best thing to do is being, you know, being that collector before you're a creator and jumping into these discords. You know, there are people that have created projects, trying to build projects. There are coders, there are website designers, marketers, artists that are very active in lots of great projects that are um, that are in this community, especially right now. Those that are in it right now are not in it for the money alone, or maybe some of them are. And they're the ones that are, uh, you know, I I worry of their mental health at the moment because it is a little bit of a tough time there on that side. Uh, you know, Gigi, I really appreciate you jumping on. I love, you know, your leadership. I love that you, know, you don't call yourself a marketer, but you do a great job of, you know, kind of empowering not only conversations to happen, but empowering your team. Uh, your team's creating um, some great things as well. You know, I guess the last question I have for you from a standpoint of, you know, the software engineer side, right? You know, uh, we have some people that are watching live from a, you know, solidity or understanding front end, back end dev. How difficult has been that kind of like what is needed in this space, including like the smart contract side? How have you looked at like is it is it a, a an entire new learning curve? Like what would you uh, you know tell people as far as those that maybe are are curious like how much of a of a lift is it uh, you know as far as difference between Web three and Web two? Yeah, so that's a great question. So for anyone out there who does know front-end engineering or front-end programming, which is basically the code that you write that will create what you can see. So for those people, you have 
a lot of luck because you only need to learn a few libraries to get into it. So if you're already doing React, Next.js, you, you can still use that in Web3, which is um, also for anyone who wants to join in and they like the instant gratification of seeing how something is built and seeing it come to life. That is actually, I would say, like an easier path to come into than just like back in engineering. Um, I'm biased, but that's my thought. Um, but yeah, so if, if you're already do front end or like front end, that's, I would say, easiest route, lowest hanging fruit. Um, for anyone who wants to learn Solidity, for me, um, I am full stack. But it was also very easy to learn because... I know TypeScript, I know Python, I know JavaScript, and basically Solidity is a mix of that. So it's a, a contract language and it's strictly typed. And when I say strictly typed, it's, it's kind of like when we say Spanish is Spanish. Eventually when you're coding, you know some things, it's supposed to be a string, which could be like a name, or it's supposed to be an object, which means it has an S the data. And um, all of, all of this rant to say, if you do know some programming or you know the fundamentals, it won't be too hard to come into Web3. I love that. And I, I, mean, I appreciate that context. I don't think anyone is, I think I, I would actually, you know, I would love to see more, even yourself, you know, being able to talk about that component more. Because I know there's a lot of devs in my world that I, I haven't stepped in yet. And they're wondering, like, what is the, you know, the best side, uh, you know, as someone that is that runs their life off of dopamine hits, uh, front end always attracted me. Unfortunately, I was, I was a computer science major in my, uh, you know, back when before, you know, even before WordPress existed, I, I did the web design side uh, and I was like the hand coding HTML. And then once they added all these components, I jumped out of the, the that space because it was just not a skill set that I that I had, um, but I've been blessed to kind of be able to play uh, here and there, and you know, most recently, kind of uh, experimenting in this space. Just from my knowledge of you know basic coding, I mean, and I'm old, so it was 2003 when I graduated university. Um, but that's helped, to, you know, for me. Uh, just to, I feel like I know enough now that I can pick up some of the things that are out there. So I love that you're you know leading that charge and, and what you're putting out to the world. Uh, I'll, I'll let you kind of have a, a final word on you know anything you want to leave. Uh, you know, the listeners with anything you want to, I know they're going to, you know, we're going to put the links for the, the Twitter or links for your, the website with the, the education program. Uh, you definitely a shout out to, you know, your team as well, but uh, uh, any final words before we, uh, we send her on away? Yeah. Some final words. So for anyone out there, thank you so much. If you have made it here or if you're here listening live, um, we really appreciate you. And yeah, if you're a crypto curious, if you're a learner, creator or builder, we welcome everyone into crypto tech women. You don't have to be a female. Uh, we welcome all genders in. And yeah, I'm super excited for the platform launch. It's called We Learn Academy. And we reading as Web3. So W3 Learn Academy. And yeah, you can expect so many amazing things coming out of it from every single topic you want. And this is something that we want to, um, from now on, build with the community. So we are all ears about what are the features you want to see? What are the topics you want to hear? Because we really want to build something that is going to bring so much value to our crypto tech women holders and to anyone out there that gets to use it later on. 
Well, Gigi, I mean, I love that message. Um, usually, you know, I have to do a segue into a sponsor segue, but I don't actually have to do that this watch because uh, you're going to be speaking at the event there, Crypto Tech, the, the, the Crypto Business Conference uh, that is happening. And your session is called How to Build an NFT Project from Scratch. So I, uh, you know, I've been very blessed. Uh, Mike Stelzner, the founder of Social Media Examiner, has been a, a good friend. He's an avid listener of the show sponsors the podcast i of course speaking there uh, as well and when we were going over speakers and we were talking about you we were both uh excited for you to be a part of that excited for that session and i'm excited to to hang out uh irl because uh, i you know i missed that opportunity you were a, a popular woman there on the on the boat and i didn't cut in and, and uh, come say hi but I'll, I'll make up for that uh at the event so for those that want to learn more about the event it is socialmediaexaminer.com slash nft365 and then if you click on the speakers and sessions you'll actually see uh you know gg session as and mine and we're actually right yes. on top of each other in the uh in the lineup so uh looking forward to hanging out uh irl gg uh when we get to to san diego and and before i send everybody else on their ways you know like you know one of my my pet peeves right now in this space is that we have to do a better job of celebrating the great people with great utility and great examples in this space. Right now, unfortunately, there are a lot of people that were, let's just say, they weren't in it for the right reasons. Maybe they sold out. Maybe they became, you know, their projects became uh, popular or they got a lot of attention uh, for whatever reason it was, right? Maybe an influencer, maybe they were in the right place at the right time. But there are projects and people like Gigi, like CryptoTech Women, that are building for the future that are here investing and we can talk about, you know, the need for that, or we can get our wallet and our crypto at work and go support those projects, go amplify those projects. Even if you don't own one of those NFTs, you know, amplifying what they're doing, celebrating what they're doing. And so I don't want to hear from those that are saying like, I wish there was more of this in the space, well, you know how we make those wishes come true? We celebrate great use cases, great projects, great leaders uh, like crypto tech women, uh, like with what Gigi has. So I want people to you know press the damn button, uh, jump in there, you know, jump into the projects. Of course, not financial advice. Do your own damn research. But it's a it's a Web two way of us to just complain about certain things not being there. It's a Web three space of saying let's take action, let's move the needle, and let's not settle for that status quo or the ways of the past. So um, until tomorrow, my friends, uh, make it a great day. Cheers. (laughs) Bye. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is over.